Welcome back to the Pursuit of Property podcast. Today we are joined by the one and only Corbin Claypool. Corbin, how are you, bro? Doing pretty good, guys. Thanks for having me on. This Absolutely. Is be fun. Yeah. So for people who don't know Corbin on a personal level, Corbin is a entrepreneur. Uh, I probably said that wrong. Uh, he's a business owner for the Claypool Mortgage Group. He works with Nexa Mortgage and has grown the Nexa Fresno area. Uh-huh. He sold yeah. over a hundred and. 10 million? Yeah, over 110 million last year. And uh, in the mortgage industry. And but, that was what year in your bi- in the business? Was uh, last year? Year three or four. Yeah. So yeah. absolute savage growth. <laughs> and also runs now a mindset meetup and mastermind yep. with Growth Track. Yep. Yep. So, Very cool. Yeah, that's all about just empowering and helping people and helping them reach their full potential right because mm-hmm. most people have trouble getting out of their own way which is the first step to you know achieving anything you want so how that's is what, you know motivated us to do that did you find that with yourself absolutely yeah for a long time in my life i was like the least motivated person like if you went back in my high school they'd probably be like he's the least likely to succeed that's probably <laughs> where i would have went in the yearbook and uh, so it just took time to develop that discipline and mindset to be able to just kind of push through every day and and uh, go after what you want so and what helped you at least with the start from going from complete 180 opposite of that to being so disciplined and motivated because scott and i were talking we were like who do we want to have on the podcast that we haven't had on yet that's an absolute killer and we think immediately of corbin and we're like dude corbin is one of the most badass people that we know in the real estate biz mindset team building everything inside and outside of the business world too i will say that i've i've seen corbin training (laughs) i've been to his house you're also a killer in the gym for yourself like you've developed an entire lifestyle designed on being that intense yeah absolutely Uh, i think yeah intensity is the right word i'm a little (laughs) intense for sure and um the gym is actually the first thing that kind of catapulted me to starting to take accountability for certain areas because before that no shit i was playing world of warcraft every day drinking a bro. ton of soda <laughs> yeah i was i was into world of warcraft deep bro. I don't, we can talk about that if you want but that's a whole nother topic um but uh yeah i was you know just basically i got overweight after high school i was very depressed very anxious and so i got back into the gym and the gym kind of gave me an outlet and a focus and so I started kind of just building that self-discipline through that and it it takes time right discipline is kind of like a muscle like I say it's like a muscle right you got to work it out and keep it right keep working it out otherwise you lose it so that's how it you know kind of when you when you graduated high school what were you thinking you were gonna do dude I had no idea actually to be honest I uh, got in a lot of trouble in high school I didn't even graduate here in town I actually, really? yeah, I had to move. So I moved down to San Diego and uh, ended up finishing high school down there. Huh. And uh, yeah, I didn't have any idea what I was going to do. I know growing up, I wanted to be a dentist because my dad's a dentist. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I'll just be a dentist, you know. But that just was, really wasn't for me. And mm-hmm. I wasn't great at focusing in school. I mean, I could if I really applied myself. I got great grades, you know, uh, growing up. You know, I was in the AP honor classes. But then just like in high school, I just kind of fell off. I didn't really. Yeah, that discipline it. came in. Exactly. I wasn't into it. So, uh, yeah, man, that's kind of what happened. Moved to San Diego and and I didn't have any idea what I was going to do. Hmm. So, <laughs> sorry, go ahead. 
Oh, I was just gonna ask. Did you go to college at all? Like, did That's you even give it a try? Too. Oh yeah, no, I went to junior college for a bit, and it just turned into a party fest. San so, Diego. Yeah. <laughs> so, I so it wasn't, uh, you know, I wasn't ever focused in getting the, you know, doing the right things to to get the grades and all that kind of right. stuff. Right. So I just never. Right. Yeah. Basically, I started personal training in San Diego. Was doing that, going to college at the mm -hmm. same time, um, and just kind of having a good time back down there. A little bit too much fun. So. <laughs> So you wrap up with JC, find out, you know, not working, not the thing for you. How do you make your way back to Fresno and then start yourself in the loan mortgage real estate biz? Yeah. So moved back to Fresno. I, mean, I forget the year that I moved back, but I still had no idea what I was going to do. But my dad's like, I just think you need to move back. He was in San Diego. That's what I moved down with after high school. He had moved back to Fresno. He's like, hey man, move back to Fresno. You know, let's get you out of that whole party scene and all that kind of stuff. So I moved back here. I actually moved in with him. You know, didn't have a dollar to my name. Had mm -hmm. nothing really at all. And um, yeah, just kind of started going to school again, junior college at what's it, Clovis Community. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Trying to you know figure out something. Still had no idea yeah. what I was gonna do. And that's when my stepdad, he's been in the mortgage industry for a while. He got out of it. Went into pharmaceuticals was mm -hmm. doing mortgages not um he did he's a great salesperson he wasn't doing a ton absolutely of loans, right but he was doing uh, you know a few loans here and there and, and so he goes get your mortgage license i was like all right so went and <laughs> studied got my mortgage license got it in 2016 but really didn't start practicing and trying to grow my business until about 2018 is when i started like really kicking off to to try to make things happen dude so you really kick off with uh all of the lending in 2018 and by 2022 you you closed 110 million in volume plus yeah, yeah. oh my gosh that's insane because i started in 2018 <laughs> and i wouldn't say that i feel bad about my production i feel really happy about <laughs> no, it you're killing and that. i'm like but 10 million and 110 million. Yeah. You know what happened? You know what happened is I had a kid, bro. When you have a kid. Life changes. Oh, life changes. You're just like, okay, now it's time because I got mouths to feed. So, Well, and not just one kid now, but two. Two of them. Yeah. yeah last, uh, last one we're having. So. Last one? We think so. Uh, yeah, we think so. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll see. Yeah, let's yeah. see. <laughs> Give it a couple of years. So you kickstart in 2018. Do you start with Nexa? So started um, actually trying to think of the first company. It was like Eagle Mortgage, but I was going to school at the time and I wasn't fully, um, you know, invested. Bought in, in yeah. mortgages. Then I went to Freedom, was doing like a couple deals here and there, and not very many. And then I moved to Homebridge after that. That's where we met you. That's where yeah, where you guys met me, and that's kind of when I started really trying to make things happen. Um, kind of digressing a little bit, I got into a network marketing company. Mm -hmm. which it was called the Nagic Kong and Water. You may have heard of it. And the people in that group taught me a lot. Uh, I'm not selling that machine or anything today, but they taught me a lot about mindset and growth. And so I was like, if I take all this information and put it into the mortgage industry, what can happen? And so then that's when I started, you know, in 2018 or so, started really going hard at Homebridge and trying to actively grow my business. Mm -hmm. And then from Homebridge, September of 2019, so I was there for about a year and a half, moved to Nexa. And, uh, you know, then we've been there ever since. And recently, you'll start seeing on my stuff that's going to say Axon. 
because I just started funding my own loans and we're a DBA of Nexa. So it's just Nexa backwards. So it's very, it's a big thing. Um, but yeah, that's kind of where we're at. Dude. The journey. That's awesome. Now going back a little bit to the discipline and mindset stuff, I hear a lot of people and I've kind of experienced it and heard it myself. And I want to get your opinion on it. The difference between motivation and discipline right? So motivation can only get you so far. You can only be motivated to go to the gym up to a certain amount of at times using the gym as an example. Right. Right. And then, you know, you can wake up one morning, feel shitty and not want to go and not feel motivated, but you still go because you're disciplined and how that transfers over into how you've grown your business from late 2019 to 2021 close volume of 110 million plus. I guarantee you, you weren't motivated every single freaking day. Absolutely not. Yeah. And motivation is fleeting, right? So some days you're like super motivated. Let's get to the gym. We're going to crush it today. And when that falls off is when the discipline and habits really matter. That's when like what you've established through the disciplines and your daily process and your daily um, system that you do, that's when, you know, the long game comes in. And yeah. That's when you win, right? So yeah, I always say like doing those small consistent habits over time lead to huge results. And that's basically all I did is like, people are like, what did you do, man? I'm like, I just made calls. I just hired the right people. I just took this small steps every single day. Um, And they also have this perception that they need to know how. That's the biggest people, right? How do I do it? (laughs) Man, we need to know how. They even asked us on that call. They're like, how do we do it, man? I just, I don't get it. Most of the questions were, were how. Exactly, right? Like, how do we do it? Well, you don't need to know the how, which sounds weird. You just need to take the small steps that day, and the how will come, right? Like, I'm buying this Airbnb uh, in Grover. Yeah. I have no freaking clue how I'm going to Airbnb it. I've never right, done an Airbnb right. before. I have a couple of rental properties. I don't know who's going to manage it. It's way the hell over there. But I'm like, you know what? Just buy the freaking home, and then I'll figure out the details later. Most people don't think like that. They're scared to make those moves, right? That's why you guys are successful because you guys aren't scared to make them. You guys are making those moves. But it's, it's, that's when I talk about people uh, getting in their own way. And if they can get out of their own way, anybody can succeed. Anybody oh, can absolutely. Make this happen. So that's an interesting thought too because you, you always have come from the same kind of set as Jason where it's the abundance mindset. Like you have the, the knowledge. This is something you said on the, the call that really resonated with me. The, the middle class value security over anything else. Mm-hmm. And then the world class value growth over security. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because I think I really can relate to the middle class idea of like, sometimes I'll look and I'll be like, man, I have it so great right now. If I mm-hmm. just stay here, I'll never worry again. I even said that a lot actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've noticed that you could have said that even a couple years ago and you would yeah. know you would not be the same person that you are today. Yeah. What is that? So I think everybody feels that way sometimes, Scott. I think everybody sometimes feel like, oh, man, I, maybe I can just stop here. Right. Uh, but it's just making the decision to to take that next step and go that next yeah. level. And then you get to that next level and you're like, maybe I should just stop here. Nah, I'm going <laughs> to keep going. Right. Yeah. So that's that's kind of where that comes from. Hmm. Have you always been like that? I've always been very intense in anything I do. Like even with video games, right? Like when I was playing World of Warcraft, I was going to be the best freaking mage on the server. I was going to be the best druid on the server. Like I was going to be the best. So I've always kind of had that mindset with everything I've done. And I've gone into everything uh, with intensity. And I think that's because growing up, I played a lot of sports. I played water polo. You guys know I did wrestling. So 
I had a lot of that mentality growing up, and that's that's also why I'm trying to get my kids into sports, man, because I feel like that mentality kind of feeds over into the real world. So yeah, yeah. And side note, speaking about water polo, real quick, uh, we still haven't had our uh, you know head, head on head on head on, <laughs> head on match over in uh, Corbin's new mansion. Yeah. He's got over there. Scott's so trying to get stay turned. tuned for that one. Scott's <laughs> trying to get turned. <laughs> so Corbin, let's talk about a little bit more about growth track what it is and what kind of what, what your and Jason's goal is for the group for the mastermind right right so you've got the Facebook group I think like instantly and on your first call you guys had over a hundred plus people that was uh, maxed out or maxed that out maxed out, maxed out the, the zoom yeah. yeah so what what's your guys's vision for growth track what's its mission what do you guys want to do okay so first off I just want to point out we were thinking like you know we saw a bunch of people you know, saying yes, they're going to come, but you don't expect everybody to come, right? You expect maybe, you know, quarter or 50%. Yeah. All of a sudden, we're like, within like two minutes, the whole freaking room's filled up. They're like, holy shit. And Jason's like, we now have 100. I was like, what? So that was that was pretty exciting. But our goal with growth, uh, growth Track um, is we're kind of starting with the, you know, the mindset part, right? Because that's the first thing is getting people out of their own way, as I mentioned multiple times. And if they can get those habits lined up, we can teach them the other things to help them succeed throughout the year as far as, you know, we may even go into delegation, how to delegate, right? Yeah. How to hire the right people, how to, you know, prospect, which he does different prospecting than me, I'm sure, because mine's mortgage, his is investing. But we have all these different ideas that we're going to, you know, we're kind of coming together to bring to people. However, we don't know exactly what we're doing, to be honest with you. We're just doing it as we kind of go. Like the first meeting that we did, we planned it out about a week. We knew that we were going to do this thing about a t- couple months back, right? Yeah. End of last year. But we're kind of planning it out as we go. And then as we go from there, we're going to see what it turns into and, you know, maybe take it to another level, you know, after this year. But we want to kind of uh, do the roadmap this year, do the blueprint this year, see how it goes with people. Yeah. And then go from there. Another thing that's going to be interesting, too, is seeing how many people we have left in December, right? Like when you watch actually, who who's continues. Exactly. Who's going to stick it through all the way to December. So we want to see those numbers too. And then we'll yeah. go from there. Cade was actually at a different mastermind uh, out of town, but I was able to jump on the call and I've been surrounded by like people like you and Jason the entire time I've been in the business. But even, even just being reminded and you had brought up um, an excerpt from 177 mm-hmm. uh, mental, toughness. mental toughness. And it's another good book to remind you. Uh, Jason brought up his Project 369 uh, book that he does. It was interesting because you guys covered that some of your habits in your personal life that lead to success in your personal mm-hmm. and business life. And it's been, it was interesting. Mm-hmm. And there was homework assigned, um, you know, that, that I was already kind of doing to begin with. Mm-hmm. But that now there's some level of accountability with the group. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of a cool setup. Yeah, no, we're excited. We're really excited about it. We're yeah. It's going to be impactful. It's going to help a lot of people. And that was our goal with it, too, is like, let's just help people and see what happens. Let's mm-hmm. just give as much value to people and see what happens and then go from there. Yeah, yeah. Not and not only starting with the calls and stuff, but I was scrolling around in the group, too. And if you guys are out there and not in the Facebook group, go freaking join it right now, yesterday, ASAP, right? So, um you guys are throwing in a bunch of the stuff you guys are using in your daily routine or daily life. I saw like the, uh, the goal sheet or the goals planner or the habit tracker that you guys just threw 
here's the PDF, here's the updated. You said, uh, my graphic designer just got back to me. Here it is. Boom. Just providing value and being and providing that to everybody just for being in the group, which I think is freaking badass. Absolutely. And doing it for free too, right? Yeah. Because Jason and I have both paid thousands of dollars for coaching. I mean, last year alone, I played, you know, I paid close to 30,000. I know he paid more than that to hire coaches. It's pretty expensive because mm-hmm. a coach can really help level up and take you to the next level in your business. And so, you know, I feel like we're doing a good thing, helping people for free and growing, growing with people. So hundred percent, you know, I kind of want to go back cause you had mentioned when you went from, from like your start to now, you said that you had like really just done like a couple little tasks over and over. And then you also mm-hmm. hired, right. Mm-hmm. Um, you went over the similar kind of, it's all about what you do on the day to day for your mindset, like developing it. And you have like a, a system. Can you kind of walk us through a little bit of like what that looks like in the morning? during the day what you're doing now that you find helps establish discipline and that's also helped you in your personal and business life yeah so you kind of want me to go through like a, like a day basically yeah kind of yeah. like a day yeah. in the life okay yeah so i mean i try to get up around 5 five thirty. you know it doesn't happen every single day i'm not going to sit here and lie and say it does right? right some days if i feel a little bit more tired especially with two little ones you know i won't set my alarm and i'll sleep until 7 or 6 30 right I try not to sleep in that late but it does happen sometimes but usually it's about 5 to 5 30 get up uh, i get out into my living room where it's nice and quiet i start stretching i do a lot of stretching because as you know we get older we're young right now but as we get older right, i want to be limber still i don't want to be all you know, <laughs> stuck in place so i stretch every single morning and i do a lot of breathing exercises um, and then I typically either read my Bible or I read like a self-improvement book or I, I pray. I, I just basically take that time to just kind of chill out for, you know, 45 minutes, 30 to 45 minutes and get ready for the day. Drink some water. And then I go to either jujitsu or I go to the gym. Gotcha. Um, some days I have a rest day and maybe I won't go. But, you know, typically it's four to five minimum a week that I'm doing the gym or jujitsu. Then I'm getting back. I'm eating my breakfast, which is typically almost the same thing every single day. It's two eggs, four egg whites with a fourth a cup of cream of rice and some honey in it, some spinach on the side. I know it's getting in detail now, but it's basically the same meal every single day. Do you, uh, are you somebody who can eat the same meal every day? Yeah, I mean, you kind of get to a point where you're just like, this is what it is. I'm just going to eat this. It's not for day. flavor. This is just for the... <laughs> it's just for the performance. And for a long time, I struggled with wanting to eat good, like, oh, I want bread today or I want this today or I want candy today and so that took time to kind of like get out of my system yeah. you know but now yeah. I still have I still enjoy that stuff I'm not saying I never enjoy it I just you know for the I'd say 90% of my meals are going to be chicken and rice or eggs or anything like that gotcha so uh, and then you know I get in you know get cleaned up uh, do a little bit of journaling I actually surprisingly do my journaling a little bit later usually after my workout before I work and then I get into my meetings um, and what I'm doing right now is actually funny that you asked this because I was thinking to myself this week, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm growing my business. I have people making calls. I have people doing these things. I'm looking at it from a bigger point of view now. What do I do with my time? Right? I started wondering, like, what the hell do I do with my time? So I started really kind of just doing some research and also just trying to think. And, and I came to the conclusion, I was like, I need to be meeting with my like generals, as I call them, and my team, right? Like yeah. people that are leading my different departments, I need to be meeting with them almost every single day. So I started scheduling meetings for that, right? Where I'm meeting with these people. I'm meeting with my business development manager every single day and coming up with new ideas in the business. Mm-hmm. Like the ideas are the important part now, right? Before yeah. it was like, okay, I need to call and prospect, which I still actually make time for that. Uh, but now the important thing is, 
how do we grow this business on a bigger level and create new ideas, new systems, new implementations, and we can stay above of the competition in the market. Mm-hmm. So that's basically my day in a nutshell. Then I'll eat chicken and rice for lunch, and then at dinner I'll maybe have chicken again or I'll have steak. Or, <laughs> it's a very simple diet. It's nothing crazy, right? You Just also – I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you're fine. I was going to say, you also cut out – when you and I were hanging out, you cut out caffeine. Mm-hmm. You cut out – uh, alcohol for mm-hmm. periods of time. Are you still doing that? So I'll drink alcohol, you know, here and there, uh, you know, at a family get together or right. when friends come over, something like that. Yeah. Right? Nothing. But you're pretty disciplined about it. Yeah. No, I'm not going to drink on the weekday. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to drink on the weekday. What was up with the decision about cutting out caffeine? Just trying to improve my performance. Like everything I'm doing, I'm just trying to like, how can I be performing at the most optimal level and high performance level? Yeah. And caffeine kind of gives you those ups and downs, right? Whereas without it, I've just been able to kind of, I'm more calm through the day. I can make better decisions because I'm not making these decisions in a, you know, upper level, I guess you'd say. I'm making Mm -hmm. them in a calm state of mind. It seems like you view yourself almost as like an F1 race engine. Like everything you do is just to shave off milliseconds off of of your day. Like you're like, you're like, I eat the same thing every day because then I don't have to think about if it's going to work, I know it works and I don't have to, I know exactly like, I bet you have a routine on which egg you crack first and like, where you, like that's, that's what I'm seeing. Is that right or no? Yep. Two egg yolks and then four egg whites. So yeah, yeah, we, got, we got the routine. Yeah. But um, no, man, that's true. And I feel like, I feel like nutrition is so important and people mm-hmm. don't realize how important nutrition is. Right. But nutrition is like the most optimal thing that you can do for not only your health, but like your performance and everything. Like if you can get your nutrition dialed in, you're thinking clearly, you're able to function at a higher level. Your energy levels are crazy. Like that's why I also feel like I can outperform people because I feel like I'm super healthy. Right. Like I can, I can call people all day long. I can outwork my competition. Like my competition will not keep up with me because they're drinking and they're eating like crap. Meanwhile, I'm like this trying to eat all clean and whatnot. It just keeps you functioning at a high level, I think. Yeah. yeah. And then what about wrapping up your day? Because you've got a wife, two kids, yeah. spending time, personal life to jam into this massive business you're growing. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you squeeze in or schedule that time and then wrap up your day to do it all again the next day? Yeah. So I actually try to shut off everything at like five or six, like mm-hmm. away from my computer. I still have my phone with me. Um, my phone locks itself at 8 PM. So, I mean, I can get in there if I press the button or whatever and bypass it, but it kind of keeps me, keeps it out of sight, out of mind. Right. Um, I try to bathe my son every night and just try to be a good husband, man, because you know, with two kids, it's a lot, especially when my wife is staying at home with the kids 24 seven. She's sacrificing a lot to do that. She is man. So at night I kind of make sure I'm helping her, right. I'm trying to clean the dishes or just do things like that to Mm -hmm. contribute. And so, yeah, then we put our little ones to bed. Then my wife and I do a Bible study. Uh, lately, we've been doing that like every single night where we just kind of like read our Bible together. We pray together. Um, and then from there, you know, we usually go to bed and do it over again. When you have kids, it's a different story, man. Like, yeah, it's, it's more monotonous it, it, it's or more, like routine. Yeah, it's more routine. You yeah. know, I, I guess monotonous can be the right word, too. But it's, we just know it's a temporary thing. Right. Right. And they'll soon they'll be old and they won't even want anything to do with us. So it's yeah. like right now we're just trying to cherish <laughs> being around them and, and giving them as much attention as possible. And one thing I love doing is like implementing these ideas of high performance and mindset and the way to think to my son. Right. Like I never got any of that, not because my parents you know, didn't want to give it to me or something like that. It's just information that they didn't have. 
So I've been able to give my son this information and he's already doing his affirmations every night. I am confident. I am strong. I am prosperous, right? Like mm-hmm. I just think to myself, how is he going to be thinking at 16 years old when mm-hmm. he's programmed that way? So yeah, I, that wraps up our day. If he's anything like you, bro, he's going to be, fr- he's going to be a troublemaker. A trouble- <laughs> no, he will be a troublemaker. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's going to be 16 freaking killing it dude Cade just met a 17 year old who's uh doing a ton of investments as an acquisitions guy he did like 30 houses in his first three months in high school while still in high school yeah are you serious full yeah yeah, so So there's killers out there dude Dude, they're crushing it there's just people that's that's what i love too is like you think you're killing it right like i'm like oh i'm doing pretty good and then you see somebody and it's not like you're comparing right because the person that we compare ourselves to is the person in the mirror every day right but it's like damn this person's doing 10 times what i'm doing Oh, I know that yeah. feeling. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing. You'll never, you'll never uh, be the most. And if you are the most, uh, you know, the richest or the most successful person in the room, you're in the wrong room. Right? Wrong you got to get in a new yeah. room where people can help you. I was going to ask. We've talked about this. I brought it up four or five podcasts in a row. But that concept that um, discipline equals freedom. I've been trying to implement that more and more. And I, I'm trying to, like, hone in my brain because I've got 24 years of bad negative self-talk and I'm trying to constantly remind myself that like reprogramming is key. Mm-hmm. So obviously when you were living a pretty undisciplined life, it sounded like you weren't really as free as you are now, even though now you have a much more rigid schedule, more rigid tasks. Is that, do you feel the same way or no? Yeah, no, I just feel like that. Dis- that's a, it's a great like thinking point, right? Discipline equals freedom. What does that actually mean? And I, I feel like when you establish discipline in your life, you just become a happier person because for me, at least, right. Having that discipline in my life makes me happier. Whereas maybe I was more free. That's what other people would say, but I was sitting playing world of Warcraft. I was overweight. I was basically that guy broke. Yeah, I was broke. I was basically that guy on South park. (laughs) I'm not kidding you. I dude, I had the legendary staff of Terragosa, which is like, you had to play hours and hours to get this thing it was bad so yeah maybe i was more free but i was unhappy right now my but life, you had the staff but i you- had the staff dude. it turned me into a dragon bro like that's how badass it was so, right you can click it it would turn you into a freaking dragon you fly around and then when you win the staff like in the main city the dragon like flies over and everybody's in the chat like oh he somebody won the staff and i was like that's me <laughs> so it was yeah. i'm the best yeah, yeah it, it was an interesting time in my life but um you know now focusing on the daily habits and that kind of stuff i feel more free because i feel happier with what i'm doing i feel more fulfilled um i feel more confident i feel more secure right like yeah that, those things matter um more than just sitting down and doing nothing. And the other thought too that I have with, with thinking about discipline equals freedom is now you have the freedom to think about bigger and better things. So you're getting your pilot's license. You're you're yeah. doing all these other things. You're you're looking at, you know, buying like a, a plane. Like, dude, like these are thoughts that I I mean, I have to guess that you didn't even have yeah. four or five years ago. Yeah, no, you don't even think about those things, right? Like uh, the fact that I'm buying a beach house, that wouldn't have seemed possible two, three years ago. I just wouldn't have even comprehended it you already live in a freaking awesome house yeah man it's a great i'm blessed i'm blessed um we got lucky with that house but 
Uh, yeah, I think too, as like you continue to grow and your wealth grows and your money grows, you just can kind of think bigger. It helps you think bigger because you're like, oh, now I have the resources to actually buy this stuff. I could possibly buy a plane. I could possibly buy a new. So I think that's kind of just comes from growing, right? And mm. Growing your income and all that. Yeah. And so after doing in 2021, we've said 110 plus million, right? In volume, you've built out a killer team. We've we're getting courtesy calls. We're getting people checking in on us. Scott and I were just talking about the other day, like how well built out your team is and how great of a representation they are of you and your company. Right? So you've got this awesome team built out. You're freaking killing it in business. And here we are in 2022. How much bigger are you wanting to go from 110 million? Is it a number are you more systems goals oriented with the team and growing the team or what's kind of your plan for this year uh so this year i want to close at least 200 million which is more than possible we're already tripling just in january what we did last year in january and january is always the slowest month of the year for us at least january yeah, it's and the slowest year for us or and, month no, for yeah, us then it kind of starts picking up after february but we're doing very well for january uh, and then my long-term goal, you know, since sound crazy is I want to close a billion in loans. So, uh, I want to help out a lot of people and to do that, you got to build a, long, a large team. You'll actually start to notice you'll see less and less of the Claypool group because this Axon mortgage Fresno is kind of taking that over where everybody on that, in that company is, uh, on my staff mm-hmm. anyways. So I'm like, maybe I just do Axon mortgage and I just brand that. So I can start looking at it from a business point of view, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of Corbin Claypool, like people send deals to me, why can't I create a system that people send deals to other people and I'm managing that team and creating systems that work for me? Yeah. So that's kind of what I'm focused on now. Uh, of course, I'm always gonna stay with my you know, referral partners like you guys and other people that I work with, right? Um, and be in contact with those people. But how do we scale to a bigger level? Because there's no way possible that I can call everybody in Tulare and call everybody in Kings County and have all these relationships. It's literally impossible. Mm -hmm. So it's about creating a system that works for me. So that's Mm -hmm. what my goal is. I'm genuinely curious because I think we've talked about this a lot, but you hired really, really top notch people. Did you just get lucky or what? I feel like I got lucky, man. And I feel like that goes back. I'm going to get a little uh, woo-woo right now. So I feel like that goes back to the habits and the disciplines and the mindset, right? When you're focused on what you, you want every single day and you put it out there to God and the universe, the right people come. And that's how I feel. I've always said that. I've always said the right person will come. Like right now we're looking for a specific account executive and I'm like, the right person will come. I know I'm going to get that person. It's just, when is it going to happen? It's going to be in God's timing that it's going to happen. Mm. So that's how I see it. When, you know, that basically who is your first hire Francesca and how did you meet Francesca Francesca was from I was already looking for an LOA at the time she was loan officer assistant yep yep loan officer assistant she and I was doing not too many deals and I'll tell you a funny story about this I won't mention any names but she was with a company uh, a different company Mm -hmm. we were competing over a deal she was a loan officer in that company and her friend referred it over to me to get a second opinion. I beat her on it, and then I took the deal from her. So she was kind of like, who is this guy? <laughs> and so I actually reached out to her, and I kind of told her what I was trying to do. And uh, the person that was managing her looked at my numbers at the time, and they were like, 
why would you ever go work for this person? He doesn't even do any loans. He'll never do any loans. Like basically told her that. And I told her my vision. I was like, this is what I want to do. This is what I'm planning on doing. And she bought into it. And she's basically been along for the ride the whole freaking time. And she's been a huge, like she's paramount to the business. She's the glue that holds everything together. She is, you know, she's the head of operations now. So she's overseeing processing and the LOA. She's hosting her own meetings a couple times a week managing the operations and the team so that that was my first hire and then so at that time were you when you hired her you were doing the majority of the loan work and she was helping you get deals from open to close and you were doing a lot of prospecting as well a lot of prospecting and the initial application like meeting with clients like this face to face taking uh-huh. applications and then she would just do the condition chasing and that kind of stuff how many deals were you doing when you hired her like approximately trying to think maybe closing like i had a good month of closing like maybe seven five or seven not too many and then you hired her what did you see that do for your business uh, i went from about that to about 10 to 15 a month and sometimes then, less than 10 but yeah right right so and that's just doubled. how this goes but like on average somewhere in that 10 to 15 right yeah so then you could have stopped there somebody who closes that many deals has a very fine life right that this is where you were like, all right, I'm going to keep going. Level who up. is your next hire? Okay. So my next hire, oh man, who was the next hire? Let me think you're Angel. Uh, Danny, actually. Dane. Danny was next. She, so I met Danny through Francesca. They mm-hmm. worked at a previous company together. Uh, not associated to mortgage or anything like that. Brought Danny in. She was completely green. I trained her. She was basically an admin to start just doing admin work for Francesca. Okay. Moved into an LOA role, started chasing conditions, and now she's a full-blown processor. Wow. Boom. When she started as an admin, what kind of tasks was she doing? Basic, basic stuff. You go to get the uh, escrow instructions from escrow, You know, call this buyer, uh, follow up with them, things like that. Just okay. small things. Yeah. Okay. So at that point, I'm doing this because Cade and I are looking to hire. We're, mm-hmm. we're developing ourselves as well. And I think there's a lot of people who are going to listen to this who have the thought that they want to do this, but... Just like you said, they have that, how do you do it? And I'm just giving them a roadmap of what you did. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now you have your lead generating, bringing in the business. You're the rainmaker. Francesca is mm-hmm. helping you close it out. And then Danny was helping Francesca and you both. And then she got developed. And then she became also somebody who could help close out business. Exactly. Then who? Next would be Angel. And Angel took over your... So, yeah, he took over my pre-approvals, right. basically. So Angel's been in the industry for 20 years. He's a literal genius. Like, this guy's brilliant, um, especially with, like, loans and mm-hmm. things like that. He's been doing it for so long. He can structure, package any loan. He knows every guideline. He's very analytical, so he slows mm-hmm. down, right? And he really kind of sees all the problems that could happen with the loan. He's not the loan officer that just pulls a trigger and goes. Like, mm-hmm. if you have a pre-approval from Angel, we're good to go. I know it's solid. So that's what I brought him on to do is basically pre-approvals and talk to the clients through loan estimates and things mm. of that nature. And he actually grew from that, and now he's managing that department. Right, right. Okay. And so then after Angel, you bring on Mark. Yeah, actually, Mark was next. And Mark's who brought you into the business. Mark's who brought me into the business. Yeah. So that's kind of interesting. So Mark comes in. I remember, I remember when Mark gave me the first call, and I remember being like, Who's this guy? Because you guys, because he's your stepdad, you don't have the same last name. Right. I would have had no clue how you knew this guy. Right. All I know is I got a call from this guy who was super nice and was like, hey, I work with Corbin. 
I'm just calling to make sure that you are getting everything you need and that your business is is being helped by our business. And if there's anything we can do, you let us know. Mm-hmm. And then I remember calling you and being like, hey, that's a good hire. I like this Mark guy. And you're like, it's my stepdad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it, for the longest time, it was hard to get him into the company, dude. I've been like telling him for like a year prior to that, like, come on, man, just join me. We'll crush together. You know, I'll, I'll help you out. And he's just like, no. I'm not joining you, man. I'm not joining the person that I brought in and my son's company. It's not happening. So then, you know, I eventually convinced him and he's happy he came. And so what does Mark do for your company now? He's the business development manager. So he's overseeing the business development side um, and also overseeing the account executives that we're now hiring and just coming up with new ideas like me and him meet every single day, come up with new ideas for the business. What can Mm -hmm. we implement? That's kind of what I was talking about previously. And uh, yeah, that's basically what he does. He initially kind of started almost as an account executive, but had the BDM title mm-hmm. and was just calling realtors like yourself. And he's still doing that, but you know, Jordy's doing a lot yeah. of that now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know that he's also, he's a phenomenal salesperson, but he's like, we've played golf and we've met a couple of times. Like mm-hmm. he's very, very good at just being friends with everybody he meets. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really helpful too. Cause I think he connects well with people connects very well with people. And that's just his personality. He's always, yeah, he's not way. even salesy. No, he talks to everybody, dude. Like he's in the gym. He just knows everybody. Mm-hmm. Like my mom gets driven crazy because everybody comes up to him. <laughs> What's up, Mark? What's up? And he's like, I'm trying to get my, my mom's like, I'm trying to get my freaking workout in man. So, um, yeah, he's just, that has that personality and talks to everybody and, and it's a good fit for him for sure. And then who are, who are the more recent hires? So Eric, I just hired him in-house processing. Danny promoted a processor and then hired on two uh, admins Mm -hmm. that are going to oversee stuff, basically. Uh, Gotcha. Small stuff, CRMs, things of that nature. Very cool. Yeah. And so... Oh, and then Martiana, too. So Martiana works with Angel. She does the pre-approvals now. Nice. Very cool. What I like about you, too, is that you have, like, a true admiration for all the people on your team, like... I think a lot of the times I know some people who get really caught up once they kind of hit a level of success. They're like, yeah, I'm this guy. and I did all this. And I think you, you've shown already just even here, I already knew it before, but even here you, you can demonstrate that each person you can go through and you truly believe they have a massive impact on your business. Absolutely. And like, you're extremely grateful for those people being part of your business because Absolutely. you wouldn't be able to do what you do without them. A thousand percent. No, without even Francesca, there's no way I would, be able to scale to where I scaled, right? Like she dialed me in on that back end side. And the truth is I'm not as good as uh, at organizing as I'd want to be. Mm-hmm. So having that person on the back end that can help me out, help me a ton. Uh, yeah, and I just believe in everybody. I believe that I have the best people in the area. I uh, fully believe in what we're selling mm-hmm. and I'm confident in it. Yeah, well, and I know that's a huge part of team culture or company culture, right? Because I know a lot of issues that, people might find a business is the turnover, right? I mean, you take somebody and you build them up and you promote them and then they're like, okay, now, now I'm going to go leave for Joe Schmo since, you know, I learned all this stuff. Thanks, but I'm headed out. Right. But you just said, I mean, Francesca is still with you. Everybody from, well, Francesca day one, but then even after that, they're all sticking around and staying with you and are bought into you and your vision. How do you build that company culture to keep Instead of them growing somewhere else, mm-hmm. you keep on in, and you grow from the ground up in your business. Yeah, I just feel like that's leading from the front and uh, and good leadership, man. Like not coming down on people. You know, there's times when things have to be a little strict, and you got to say, "Hey, this is what's up. We got to figure this out." But there's also a way to do it that you don't just 
belittle somebody in front of a whole st- staff or yeah, you know you don't and never. I've and just so you know I've done that kind of stuff before where I've said something I shouldn't have said but I always own up to it and take accountability and call the person have a conversation say look I messed up I'm sorry I shouldn't have said that I apologize to the whole team let the whole team know I should have never said that that was not right of me and we move on um, and you learn and you grow so I think just having the creating the the good leadership that people uh, look up to and admire is important right and then leading from the front not being uh, you know just here you're going to do all this work and then I'm just going to go balance and do something else and you're mm-hmm. going to make me money I don't want them to feel like that I want them to know that I got their backs I'm here for them and we're going to do this together man do you instill any like or have you seen any of your discipline habits and all that rub off on your team yeah, I think so. Uh, absolutely. Especially now since I'm kind of, you know, growing this accent thing in a different way than I kind of was before. I'm kind of asking people, hey, it's time to step up, right? Like you got to start managing this like an executive of a company. Um, you got to start taking those roles. And so ever since we've been doing that, we've seen a lot of growth, like uh, with Francesca, especially she's been crushing it. I mean, she has been growing uh, and there's times when me and her would butt heads and she wouldn't want to listen to what I had to say mm-hmm. and now she's basically more willing to listen and grow and so yeah I have seen it rub off on them and I think the reason why uh, you know they didn't listen to me prior or weren't willing to like Francesca wasn't is because I wasn't a person to listen to back then I was drinking too much I wasn't as disciplined as I mm-hmm. should have been now I'm just like disciplined on a whole nother level you know, so um, I'm doing more than them, basically. Your and actions you, and your words weren't lining up. Exactly. Yeah. And, I'm, and I'm doing more than them. So if I'm doing more than them, I can ask more of them is kind of how I see it. Hmm. So kind of coming back to growth track. I mean, right. you just gave a roadmap to a loan officer who's looking to develop a business. <laughs> That's fine with me. Yeah. You, you've done it for free. And... You, you gave on the growth track, you gave a whole bunch of your time just to go over specifically the minute things for those analytical people who feel like they need to know every single step before mm-hmm. they can take their first step. Mm-hmm. What are your guys' thoughts coming up for this upcoming one? Have you guys already discussed what next week or what next month's discussion is going to be? Any teasers or anything like that? We have a blueprint for it, uh-huh. uh, but we haven't met together yet to discuss what we're actually going to do. Yeah. So, yeah, we, we kind of have like this thing that I laid out on my iPad that has like all 12 months and what we're going to kind of talk about. Yeah. But we haven't decided. Okay. So, but we are going to have some good speakers on too. We're going to yeah. go out and find some real good speakers that are motivational. Um, I and believe impactful. it. And you mentioned their monthly Zoom calls, right? Any specific day of the month, day of the week. Or is it kind of ever changing and just all the information from that Facebook group? Yeah, so second Thursday of every month. What time? So, uh, nine, 9 to 9.30. We're still deciding on that. Last one was 9.30. We may change it to 9. Cool. Nice. Okay. Well, any, you know, kind of final remarks, plug in, growth track, where can people find you on socials to hit you up? Um, or just any, any kind of loose ends for anything mindset, team building, anything we talked about that you think might resonate with people. Yeah, no, I think you guys covered it. Thank you so much for having me on. Uh, you guys can follow me on Corbin MTG broker on Instagram. And uh, yeah, man, this is a lot of fun. I want to do it again. Yeah, so. dude, we'll have you back on. And especially we want to, we really wanted to plug growth track because if, if you like what you heard today, you're going to get an even more detailed look. You're also going to, if you like Jason, who's been on the podcast, Jason and, 
Corbett have really good chemistry. They have a really good dynamic. So if you guys join in on those calls, they're free right now. Mm-hmm. I hear you saying that they're going to be free for a while. I can't <laughs> imagine that they would stay free forever. And if you want to take advantage of people already in our area who are crushing it, who are doing big things, and you don't have the mindset yet to spend money on it, this is probably one of the best time investments you could make. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I mean, you guys cannot beat free. And again, we've paid thousands and thousands of dollars of coaching over the years. Absolutely. And we're doing it for free for you guys. So hop on there. We'll be happy to help you as much as we can. Awesome. Corbin, thanks so much for coming on yeah. to the podcast. Cade, any last thoughts? Um, nothing much. Just thank you again, Corbin, for coming on. Um, a quick note to all of our listeners out there. Um, we've got Growth Track, the Facebook group. Corbin plugged his Instagram. Um, the Pursuit of Property, us as a podcast, we've also got our new Instagram account. How did so, I forget nice. this? I See? <laughs> so we've got at Pursuit of Property Podcast. This will be the first episode where we have a snippet up on the IG. So we're going to be plugging Corbin and his account there too. Um, and then stay tuned for next week. We've got a lot of great people coming on. And, of course, Corbin will be coming on again later on. So yeah, thank thanks for guys. coming on. Scott, Cade, appreciate you guys. Absolutely, bro.